Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Rinkwise, the premier hockey podcast in New England, produced by the New England Hockey Journal. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. Joined again in studio with us today is our very own Evan Miranovsky, editor of New England Hockey Journal. Evan, welcome back. I am happy to be here. We did our boys' prep preview. Now we're doing our girls' prep preview. It's very exciting. It's the season starting for prep. It's interesting because it starts a little bit later, obviously, than, than college in the NHL, but... Hockey, once prep gets going and high school gets going, like hockey is full swing everywhere. And that's a good, it's a fun time of year. It gets us through the winter. It sure is. Yeah, we're so lucky in New England. We just have great hockey everywhere. So we start with the college, which has been awesome, by the way, so far. Mm-hmm. Just watching oh, some yes. of these games, and both on the men's and the women's side. And, of course, we have the incredible prep season right around the corner coming in right behind it. It's fun. I mean, in, in New England, this and everybody knows this, you can throw a rock and hit a good hockey game. Like that's a fun that's a fun area to be in. Not every part of the country can say that and we can. And it's a nice little bragging right for New England that it's short drives everywhere and good games everywhere as well. So it's I'm excited for this season, especially on the girls side. And for you, Stephanie, it is your first year as a girls prep head coach. You've been at Austin Prep now for how many years is it then? It has been ten years. Ten years make you feel old? Blink of an eye. Ten years. Whoa. Of course, Evan. I mean, you didn't have to mention that, but, you know, it's... Well, what's really actually interesting, so starting with that, is one of our... We have a a really awesome coaching staff in place for this year, Mm -hmm. and um, one is comprised of a former alumni who is now back in the mix, and... She is really interesting because she was part of the first ever state championship team back in 2016. So she was captain of that team and she went on to play division one hockey for St. Lawrence, had a great career, was on scholarship there. So kind of a really successful product of the program. And now she's back coaching, but she also reminded me that she was on the first ever team that I coached 10 years ago (laughs) with Austin Prep. And uh, we had a lot of funny stories and just kind of reminiscing and it's just it was so awesome to kind of sit back and just chat and how far the program has come during that time. So it's been it's been really fun and I think to your point it just shows now with this venture into the prep school league how far the program has come and how much further it's still going to go. How far has, when you started in 2012 did you ever see was was a goal of yours hey I want to be in prep hockey or was it was it kind of something that came up throughout the time that you were there well I'm glad you asked that question so this is actually kind of a funny story so mm-hmm. how it all started with with Austin prep and so so back when I, I finished at Northeastern playing there and I graduated and I actually went right on to grad school at BU after that and to be honest with you at that time I didn't really have much intention of staying in hockey full-time I loved it, of course, but I just I just didn't see myself doing it full time. And at the time, right about when I was finishing grad school at BU, I bumped into the then owner of the Islanders Hockey Club, and that's how that venture started. And very shortly after that, a year or two after, I was approached about this position at Austin by some of the families that were there. And Ironically enough, when you see the program now, so last year we finished at twenty-seven and zero, just a not remar- bad, remarkable <laughs> That's season. Not bad, <laughs> and you see that, which I would call kind of like the top of the the iceberg. And but ten years ago, this is completely true. The program was actually kind of awful. 
Mm-hmm. So they, they were not good at all. And in fact, when I first started, people, some of my close friends were trying to kind of talk me out of Like, what are you doing, Stephanie? What, yeah. are you, what is this? Are you, you going to fix everything here? Exactly. They're like, you're just so competitive and just probably not going to be the right fit for you. And I was like, I actually like a challenge. In fact, I love a challenge. That's an understatement. Yeah. And I kind of love to prove people wrong. And, and I am a hockey fanatic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love, uh, it love it. Love it. I play it. Coach. I, I love it still to this day. And yeah, I was like, oh, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. And that first year, so this would have been Jamie Cook is my new assistant coach. And that was the player's name. Her first year, we made, uh, sorry, let me backtrack for a second. So when I first started, the team hadn't even made the playoffs in about six years. Oh, wow. So not only were they not good, they hadn't even made the postseason in about six years. So that first year, not only did we make the playoffs, we made the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. And then the following year, we made the quarterfinals again. Following year, semifinals. And then we finally broke through in 2016 and won the first ever state championship. And I feel like that group really kind of set the path and raised the bar for the program. And pretty much ever since that year, we've certainly been a contender to win every year. So it's, it's I think what I'm getting at is through that, you kind of figured out, all right, we want to be in, in, in prep hockey at some point. It feels like that's definitely worked out and now you're joining. And since you've joined prep, what are your thoughts? What have you noticed about the differences and, and kind of, prep hockey as a whole what have you kind of seen from it what are your first impressions yeah so as you kind of said at the beginning of the show the new england hockey scene or just the sports scene in general we are so fortunate in this area of the country that hockey is just so good and it really is it's just you you look at across new england just how deep the hockey world is and how good it is it's it's really awesome to be part of that and I think the New England prep school league, certainly on the girls' side, is the best and most competitive high school league in the country, if not North America. Don't forget just different parts of, of the country and North America, they have different models for their, for their, for their high school. But it's, it's just such good hockey, and I've said this before on the show, just so impressed now, I think, working internally and by that, I, I mean like behind the scenes and kind of seeing how operationally how things work. And it's just a very professionally run league. It's filled with just a whole bunch of extremely qualified professionals, coaches and administrators. And uh, I've been very impressed so far. And uh, of course, just the level is just, it's just filled with high end players and just tons of Division Three and Division One NCAA prospects and that must be cool for you as a coach like now you get to have your team and your girls compete against these top level players that are most certainly going to be headed to division one or division three colleges so that must be an added extra bonus to everything like maybe you don't go 27 and oh but at the same time your girls are going to develop quite a bit and it's a new challenge for you it definitely is and so when we started with ap or when i started years ago like the we didn't say, okay, five years from now we want to evolve to the prep school league. So that was just actually more in part Austin Prep itself. That that school, they've just done a really great job. They've just evolved as a, as a school. And so they just made this decision that that would be the right fit for them. And a lot did actually revolve around our hockey team. Like we, we 
were a big part of sort of setting the bar for athletics at, at Austin Prep. And I feel like, especially the last few years or so, like our team probably was good enough to be in that league as, as it was. So I just think that we, I think it's a great opportunity for the program, great opportunity for the players, and certainly a new challenge, which we're looking forward to, as it, you said. And it should be interesting. I think we have our, Bob Gannon is going to be doing a lot of girls prep hockey for us this year. It's going to be really exciting. And he put together through talking to many coaches, a top 10 list. We did it through, as I said, talking to a ton of coaches. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be our next or our upcoming magazine, which should be dropping very soon, which you should all, as I said in the boys episode, you should all be reading and going to get. It's going to be very good. I'm very excited for it. But number one on the prep, on our girls prep preseason rankings, Nobles. Nobles, you had Tom Reeser in here recently. What did you think of that interview? What did what did you think of him and kind of the whole program? Oh, just just awesome. Just first off, just what a coaching legend. Yeah, jeez. You know, he's been going on <laughs> as I, as we're joking, ten years. You know how what a long time that is. He <laughs> has me beat, tripled, more than tripled. He is going into his thirty sixth year oh. at Nobles, and that's a mixture of on the boys and the girls side coaching. But just just what a great person. But what a coaching legend, really. Just incredibly humble and what a great person. And he was, that podcast was awesome. Great. And I always I always have so much respect for coaches on the boys' side who have something really successful going and then say, you know what, I want to go help grow the girls' game. Like, I think I think that is really cool when, when coaches go do that. And he is the prime example. I mean, his success is, like, I wrote the Nobles season preview for the website. And, I mean, the success is insane but his mindset's very interesting and in that it's i think one thing that he always deals with is like he's won a lot but his girls on his current team haven't won all those banners and they have the pressure of all that right like they had nothing to do with his championship win five six seven years ago like and that's not they're, they're they just they were, they were too young they were not in they were not competing for that but now they are and they're still carrying that that pressure of hey you're nobles, like you better win. And, and he, he doesn't set that, but the pressure of the outside pressure. And as a coach, I just, and you deal with this at probably AP as well. Like you guys have had so much success at the MIA level and, and now you're moving to prep. And like, how does a coach handle that pressure for those kids? Yeah, it's, it's tough. And not to obviously compare ourselves to Tom Reeser. No, nobles, no, no. But we essentially have been in the MIAA, Austin Prep in the MIAA is essentially what Nobles has been in the NEPSAC league. And you're always approaching that season. Of course, they're number one on the list because they are just consistently every year a top performing program. And it is a lot of pressure. It's, it's hard when you are constantly that team that has the target on your back because essentially every game you play, you're getting your opponent's best game. And everyone's highlight of their season is to try to beat you. So it is a lot of pressure, but clearly he has formed a culture and dynamic with his program that has worked well for him. I, In fact, just having him on the show, I felt like I learned a lot yeah. just listening to him. It's good to pick his brain. I mean, it's for especially for you, a new prep coach. Obviously not a new coach, but a new prep coach. It's interesting to hear that. And it's also interesting to see their team last year. I believe they were missing, and going into the season, their top, they missed like three Division One commits off that roster who were injured either preseason or like the first shift of the season. But they have a good group coming back. Ellie Mabardi and Brooke Manning. 
Olivia Maffeo. And I think they have a group there that is good. They all, they're all, again, they're always good. We said this on the boys' side with some of those teams. Like, they're just always good. Nobles is just always good. Yeah, they're, they're loaded. And, I, I mean, what does that tell you about last year that they had two or three big injuries, but they still only lost one game last season? And, unfortunately, it was the last game of the season, which you never want to lose because yes. that, that meant that you just fell short of a championship. But, of course, Nobles last year getting to the Elite Eight championship game, losing or just being coming a little bit short to Williston, who picked up their first ever Elite Eight championship. But no question, Nobles will be a contender again this year. And uh, Evan, before the show started, one of the things that we mentioned was what I think is interesting on the girls' side anyways, is a lot of big programs graduated big classes mm-hmm. last year. And that it's sometimes that doesn't always happen. You don't have like one or two teams that does that. But it's interesting because a lot of these big programs graduated big classes. So even at AP, like we gra- we lost 12 players this past year. And for me in 10 years, like that's the biggest class I've ever lost. So yeah. it, it's a big impact. But I, I feel kind of good because some of these programs lost huge classes. Like I think Nobles graduated around 11 seniors last year. Which is still crazy. 11. I'm, I just, again, I'm I'm new to this i guess and it's just crazy to see like usually like obviously in college if you lose 11 players your next recruiting class can be great you're gonna have a tough time that next season but a lot of these teams like reeser and 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 you i know i'm not comparing you but i'm just just saying have strong cultures where like kids can come in and you have sophomores and juniors who were following those seniors for many for a couple of years, saw how that culture worked. Now they're leaders. And now those younger players coming in who see the new leaders and say, okay, I have to follow this. And I think Nobles is kind of the, the gold standard, I'm assuming, for, for their their culture. They definitely are, yeah. So we Tom reached out to me, and we actually scheduled a game with each yes. other. And, of <laughs> course, I wanted to take that game because I think, to your point, they are the gold standard. But... It's really kind of cool. It's sort of like the veteran versus the new kid on the block. And so I think to me, that'll be a really special game and a lot of fun. But no question, they're at the top of our list still. And I want to jump down a little bit further to Williston because uh, the, the two of those teams met in the championship last year. And again, what I just said prior, that a lot of these teams graduated big classes. So did Williston. Mm hmm. However, you can be sure that they will reload with incoming talent, and they still have a lot returning. So I think really special for that program last year to capture their first ever Elite Eight championship. They've, they've always been a very competitive program, but I think to get past that hurdle and, and finally close out that big final game And to do it special. over Nobles. Like, that's got to be such an added special. Like, oh, my God, we, we beat Nobles to win this. Well, and it was the right time to beat them. What a special, what a special time. It was, it was Noble's only loss of the season last year. And I've, I've been in that position. I've (laughs) been on both sides. I've, I've been the team that has upset opponents. And then I've also gotten upset. And uh, unfortunately in, in, in a final game and it's, 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 it, it hurts, but certainly it fuels you for the, for the next season. And I would, I would absolutely still have them in the elite eight contending list that we have here and uh, so with williston and even though they 
They graduated a lot. They have a lot returning. And they only lost one game last year, and that one loss was to Nobles in their holiday tournament, correct? But both games were very close. So, I mean, it's, it's, they're an interesting group, just given that, again, last year was their first, but as you said, they also graduated a big senior class. Can they kind of return to that, to that up top? Another team, St. Paul's School, they have a new coach. What, what, what are your sort of thoughts on that and, and, and outlook on them? Yeah, brand new coach. So uh, Heather Farrell was a longtime coach at uh, St. Paul's, and she just recently moved on. She's an assistant coach now with uh, Syracuse University, and they're having a, a great season. So obviously we wish her all the best there. But mm-hmm. she was at the helm of that team for a long time. So so new head coach on deck for that team. So they're, they're always in the mix, as we like to say, say on this show. In terms of in the mix, yeah, at the top, <laughs> and I think with any any head coach, so with with Kelly Mackey now head coach of that team, there's there's always a transitioning period. I think that takes place, but I mean they have just a lot of talent on that team, and they're they're deep. They actually didn't lose as many seniors as as some of the other programs, but I would definitely still count them certainly being in with this group that we that we're talking about right now. And then what about, so Bob actually has Loomis Chafee at two and Tabor at three. What are you seeing with either of those teams? Yeah, I mean, with some of these... And what do you think of the rankings, too? You, you're you in it. I mean, you're seeing the rankings for the first time now. I mean, is there anything that stands out? Yeah, I mean, I think similar to our boys preview, I think that we're seeing some of the usual suspects, we'll call them, uh, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, I mean, just some of these programs have been around for years and uh, just have strong and rich traditions with their girls hockey program so that's not going to change overnight it's going to take a little bit of time for a new guy like me with Austin Prep <laughs> to really kind of break in there and, and sort of recreate our brand and our culture now at the at the prep school league but Loomis and I know we have Kent on our list for the Connecticut programs and just seem to be really kind of the leaders in terms of the the big time Connecticut girls hockey programs and just again recurringly sort of at the top of the list head coach there Liz Layden has been there for a while and she does a great job they seem to consistently have a lot of really high-end college prospects I think just recently uh, over the last couple years they've had something like eight to ten division one college commits which it's just it's 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 a loaded roster and uh, I, I don't think they have quite as much talent this year, but still, I would expect them to be top of the list and, and definitely in that elite eight discussion. And then Tabor, I mean, is it, it that's a similar thing, right? A team that's always in the mix and they're kind of back in it. They certainly are, and I think the talks as as we're gearing up for the season is they will certainly put pressure on Nobles for their league title, and I think they're always kind of right there, chomping at the bit, so to speak just right on the heels. And I think for one of these years, I, I, I think they will break through and maybe this can be it for them. They're coming off of last season, 14, five and four. And I think it'll be interesting if they can beat Nobles. And that's, again, like, as I said, that's, that's the team that everyone has circled on their calendar and they always have a target on their back. And that's the stuff I think for Nobles and they've earned it obviously, but they have that target, as you mentioned on their back. And it's always like, Teams are gunning for them every game, and and that I think that adds to the pressure I alluded to earlier of like these te- a team like Nobles, you girls join those team you know make those teams and they're on there, 
and every game they're getting every team's best. That's and and you've probably been in that position with Austin Prep where that is that cannot be easy. Yeah, it's as a coach like you you tend to try to eliminate the distractions, mm-hmm. and by that I think I mean not paying attention to the talking and that sort of thing. Listening to us right now. (laughs) Exactly. In in a way, like it's just, you have to kind of tune out the noise a little bit. Like there's, there's a difference between like when you're in season, it's like getting in game mode. So Mm -hmm. it's like back to like the playing days. It's like, okay, when you step on that ice, like you are like a different person. And when you step off the ice and you can kind of go back to being a normal person, but (laughs) regular uh, human being. (laughs) Right. Right. But I think like as a, as a coach, like it's kind of the same thing. Like you have to kind of just tune out the distractions, but you know, funny enough, I would find out with like with Austin prep, like I would kind of just go into a game and just, just be focused and just stick with like a regular game game plan. But I'd come to find out after like that, that team, that was like their their game. <laughs> their they Stanley had, Cup. Yes, yes. Like they, their fans and the town is out to watch it. And like they just had that game circled on their calendar for, for months. And again, like I, you just kind of tune that out a little bit. And I'm sure all these years of doing is Tom Reeser has his, has his ways and has his coaches with his players. But, you know, certainly that is the team that everyone's getting for. And on the flip side, when you're playing a team like that, a team that, when you the early days of Austin Prep, when you were playing a team that was number one, how do you focus on that game, but not focus too much on the game where you're forgetting the games before and after it, and not making sure that the player you make sure the players know, hey, it's a big game, but this isn't the championship. Like you can't just stop playing here. Yeah, well, in a way, when you are not the top team, there's almost less pressure on you. Mm-hmm. So you're the underdog. The pressure is on the the top team. Oh, of course. Because as they say, it takes, it's a lot to get to the top of the mountain, but it's even harder to stay there. But I think when you're the the underdog, there's less pressure. But when you're, when you're approaching your season, our approach has become one game at a time. And with that, I think as a, as a, as a coach, you have to have the short-term vision and focused on your daily tasks, but you also have to have the telescope UConn head coach that we had in here for a podcast, Mike Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. said it really well. Having that sort of short-term view, but also the, the telescope view, which is seeing a little bit further down the road. So one game at a time, but you certainly have your sights set on down the road as well. And that's your job as a coach to to manage that. But you know, I think you have to really find what works well for your kids. And sometimes that also comes into are they a veteran group? Are they young? And again, it's every single year it's different and, and poses its own unique challenges. New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise podcast will return after this message. Everyone knows getting hockey skates sharpened can be a hassle. Make it easier by sharpening your skates with the Sparks Sharpener. The Sparks Sharpener is safe, easy to use, and will save you time and money. It only costs about a dollar a sharpening, and you get an accurate, consistent sharpening every single time. Head over to SparksHockey.com and use the promo code RINKWISE at checkout to save $50. That's SparksHockey.com with the promo code RINKWISE and save $50. Catch the Sacred Heart University Pioneers on the ice this season. The Pioneers Division I men and women's hockey programs will not disappoint. Season ticket packages and individual tickets are on sale now at sacredheartpioneers.com. 
and opening in 2023, Sacred Heart University's Martiri Family Arena, a brand new 122,000 square foot premier skating facility in Fairfield, Connecticut. Learn more at sacredheartpioneers.com. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Listen, everyone. I want to let you know about a great team that is training the next generation of hockey players. It's Bando Performance. Their experts work with hockey players at all levels, from youngsters to Olympians right on up to the pros. And I'm going to tell you how to get a great deal with them in just a sec. Bando Performance's small classes ensure the best odds for success for athletes looking to increase power and performance as well as their nutrition and health. It has the same high-tech equipment you'll find in NHL weight rooms that hockey players use to increase their strength, speed, and power. I told you I could save you some money on this, so listen up. Go to bando-performance.com and pick a training program that's right for you. And this is the good part. For RinkWise listeners, use the discount code BANDO30OFF to get a 30% discount. That's bando-performance.com with the code BANDO30OFF and see your performance improve immediately. It's interesting stuff. I mean, as, you, as we kind of get into some of these teams and the the bottom five, bottom five sounds so weird for like top 10 because none of these teams are teams that would be at the bottom of anything. But with BBNN, Deerfield, Cushing, what stands out to you about six, seven, eight grouping? Yeah, so BBNN, you, you had to be really happy for them last year. So they they were not projected to necessarily win. So they ended up winning the the big school eight championship last year Mm -hmm. and they didn't necessarily come out of the gate swinging so to speak to start the season so they have I think we have their overall record at 13 10 and 3 and just kind of looking at that on the outside it doesn't necessarily just jump out to you as overly impressive but I think with them the one of the unique things was they showed progress each and every week of the season so meaning they got better from start to finish and we're really kind of playing some of their their best hockey towards the end of the season so you really just had to be happy to see that last year from them and of course with Deerfield that we have on our list was a team that they upset so Deerfield was projected to uh, advance pretty far last year so entering the, the big school eight as the number one seed and of course then upset them so I'm sure they are going to be eager to get back. Gunning for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. You have to be, right? When when you have, I think, an expectation and sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want, you really have to expect that they're going to come out on fire this season and uh, really be on a mission to advance further than last year. And interesting stuff. And even with, like, Cushing. Cushing last year upset in that Elite Eight tournament. They were the number three seed upset by Tabor. And I just look at them, and as a team we talked about on the boys' side, as a preseason number one, they come in with the girls' side preseason eight. Do you think that's accurate? Do you think that that's kind of where they're at? Or do you think that, they, do you, what do you kind of think about their season? Yeah, Cushing, listen, they're they're absolutely going to be in the mix, like always. 
they they did graduate a big class last year, but they you can be sure they'll have a lot of great returners. So, for example, senior captain Sam Tabor, who is a Boston College commit and also was just recently renamed to Team USA U18 national team. Pretty impressive. Very <laughs> impressive. So they're they're always right there, and uh, you know, when you get to that that final postseason run with the Elite Eight, it's as we said in the boys' side, it's a bunch of heavyweights, and uh, they're all going to be super close games and probably a lot of one-goal games and overtime games, and uh, sometimes it's a luck of the draw. But I think they'll be back in that mix again this year. Yeah, and we have you know, Philip Zandover at number nine, Kent at ten. Do you think there's any teams in here that should be that, that should be in the top ten or teams maybe that shouldn't be in the top ten, but that are going to be competing to get into the top ten throughout the year? Yeah. So with these two that we have on our list. So Phillips and Kent. So Kent, I think with Loomis, one of those top competing Connecticut prep schools, they're good. They seem to be good consistently. I'd, I'd kind of put them right up on the same level as mm-hmm. last year. Like I don't think they, 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 they definitely lost some players, but I, I think they're going to be kind of just around the same. That's what I would anticipate. But one team that I actually would have highlighted is Phillips Andover going into this year. So that's okay. in terms of just putting an extra star next to them or definitely keep an eye on them. I mean, they've, they have progressed, I think, tremendously over the years. And I think, in fact, one of their, their best teams was, was during the, the COVID year, unfortunately. And, <sighs> and, and, you know, a lot of things got kind of mixed up with that. But they, I think, are going to be extremely competitive this year. And I think probably one of the best teams that they've ever had. And one of the reasons for that is just a strong mix of returning players. They I know they picked up some some really good PG players and they're just they're going to be strong and deep everywhere. So they're going to have outstanding goaltending, great on defense. I know they have a lot of recent U U15 and U17 national camp kids and they're going to be really deep on forward. So in fact, I would expect a very deep run from that team. Interesting. All right. I like that. That's it's not really a hot take because they're actually good, but it's it's an interesting it's a team I'm gonna have circled on my calendar this year, Phil Zandover. Well, if we're gonna go there, we, we kinda made a we do a little fun thing when we do our previews and we just sort of we have that crystal ball in front of us if we have to kinda map out what we think would be a potential prediction elite eight championship yeah yeah you know what i i am gonna look very closely at phillips andover interesting one of those spots this year and i think it's it's just nobles you you just you have to put there just yeah. and until they until they prove otherwise they are just a contender every year and uh, i think you have to put them there but but phillips is definitely team on my my list this year and uh, I think we're going to see even better results from them. I like that. I'm excited. And I'm excited for you Stephanie for the season. It's your first year on prep. It's it's going to be really fun. I I I'm excited for you. Yeah, we're excited. It's as a hockey fanatic, it's I joke it's it's a self-described out of control hobby that I have. <laughs> out of control hobby. I like that. <laughs> uh, definitely a passion, but we're we're excited. I think it's just when the the first year 10 years ago when when I took over the program and a lot of people didn't expect much out of us and uh, we certainly proved proved them wrong and while this year isn't going to be quite like that we we have a, a pretty established program now and culture but I think 
it is going to take some time and there is going to be a transition period. And we also have to evolve. So by that meaning, take the successful model that we've had in the MIAA and now recreate that at the prep school level. And I'm excited for that. Again, as, as a person that just loves a challenge and loves to to push herself. And uh, I had some, some good advice given to me pretty early in my career in terms of business, but it's, I think, can be applied to almost any aspect of life, that three years is kind of the magic number. And for some people, especially if they want things done yesterday, it's... it's Instant gratification. Right. Like it's three years. And by that, I mean, that's kind of the magic number in business that it takes to be extremely successful. So the first year, if you think about it, you're really kind of just status quo. Like that's what you have going into season. Like that's what it is. And the second year, like that's when you can start to implement some of your changes, some of your modifications, i.e. big recruiting class. Hint, hint. Important. So so for the following year, going to be huge incoming recruiting classes, probably 12 to 15 new players for the following year. And the year behind that, we'll probably have another big recruiting class. But by year three is really when you can start to see big changes of all that hard work that you've done in the first year or two. And again, very young in my career, very early in my career, someone said that. And I was like, ah, three years, whatever. What do they know? And it was dead on accurate. And uh, so again, transition. It's going to take a little bit of time, but super excited for this year. I think we have a great mixture of a schedule, just a a variety of opponents. We're playing Nobles, Cushing, Phillips Andover, Dexter, just to to mention a few. So get a new challenge, and uh, we're we're really looking forward to it. Well, I'm excited to see it, Stephanie. It should be fun, and people should make sure to – we're going to have a lot of content on uh, Girls Prep at the website and our magazines, and I'm excited for it. It should be a fun year. Yeah, I think we're in for a, a really exciting season, both on the girls' side and the boys' side, and just overwhelming, really, for us hockey folks. We we have the Bruins, of course, who are doing awesome right now. Incredible, yeah, so good to see, and the college scene, and it's I, I'm I'm really enticed by the 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 hockey East on the men's side right now. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's so good, and we're seeing some different teams that are at the top, which is just awesome. And we have coverage of it all at the website and the magazine, so it's great. We sure do, and uh, I think we'll be in equal, equally as exciting season with our prep school men's and women's. For sure. Absolutely. This has been really fun, Stephanie. Always a pleasure, yes, and we're, we're thinking of our name for our show. We'll, we'll think we'll, about it. We'll have that <laughs> Our segment. <laughs> for the next time, and definitely tune in to our magazine and online. Evan does an incredible job. Thank you for joining us in the studio again. Of course. Always fun. And that does it for this edition of RinkWise. Our podcast is produced by David Yaz. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NE Hockey Journal. And subscribe online at NewEnglandHockeyJournal.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. RinkWise is a Siemens Media Production. Mm-hmm.